What is up, everybody? It is CC here coming at you with another episode of The CC Show. My place to talk all things tech, startups, and making money online. Today, we are talking about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, and that is WordPress. WordPress is a CMS content management system, basically a website builder that runs 39% of the web. This is definitely the the website builder that has the most market share in the website builder arena. I would say that involves definitely the brands that you know would be Shopify, Squarespace, Wix, and companies like that. So whether you know it or not, you have been to a WordPress site. Um, It is estimated that by 2025, WordPress will be 50% of the web. The quick Google search I ran uh, I pulled these stats from Search Engine Journal. Honestly, I've heard these stats thrown around everywhere. My company is in the WordPress space, and on our latest pitch deck, we had these stats pulled from a much more reputable source. So trust me, it is true. 39% of the web is run on WordPress. So why is WordPress so near and dear to my heart? Well, I've actually been working with WordPress since I was probably 14 years old. My parents used it a lot for their jobs while I was growing up. My dad ran a digital marketing agency and developed WordPress websites. And so I was always kind of around it. And so I started playing with it and I have been working with it off and on since I was, as I said, 14. I have the WordPress admin dashboard ingrained in my brain. It is stuck there. Even the company that I work for now, Convesio, is a WordPress hosting company. So our customers are WordPress site owners. I cannot get away from WordPress and you know what? That's okay with me. So what is it that I wanted to talk about WordPress today? First, I wanted to kind of talk about the difference between WordPress versus the other website builders. There's definitely a time and a place for all of them. I think the biggest lesson I've learned as a software engineer is that tech is just tools. So you wouldn't use a hammer to chop down a tree. It's the same thing for technology. Every programming language, every tool that you're given, every technology you purchase, it's a tool. So you've got to use it for a specific reason. Same goes for these website builders. There are different use cases for each of them. And although you may hear some more than others, they all have their unique and they all have their strengths. After I kind of talk about the difference between WordPress and these other website builders, I wanted to get into a claim or hunch that I have. And that is that WordPress is going to become cool again. What do I mean by that? It runs 39% of the web. Obviously it is cool. Yes, I agree with that. But I come from a good perspective here where I am in the WordPress market. I work with web agencies that use WordPress every day, all day. But I'm also a Gen Z entrepreneur. I talk to a bunch of the younger generation entrepreneurs all the time. Uh, people doing side hustles, people doing more serious things. And I hear Shopify tossed around a lot. I hear Squarespace tossed around a lot. I've even heard Wix. But I rarely hear WordPress amongst the younger generation. And there is a reason for this. I will get into this in a moment. But there are a few things coming up with WordPress with WordPress and going into the future that I really think is going to make WordPress have a comeback amongst the younger audience. I guess a comeback or a not even a comeback, just show up amongst the younger audience who hasn't used it very much or isn't very familiar with it. So that's going to be the second topic I wanted to get into why I think WordPress is going to get bigger amongst younger entrepreneurs. So with that, let's get into it. 
So with the difference between WordPress versus these other website builders, there's kind of one main difference. They fall into two different buckets. And so just like we have two kinds of businesses, we have a B2B and a B2C. And so WordPress has definitely made its way to be the B2B business builder. I would say about 90% of digital market digital marketing agencies or web agencies you ask are probably using WordPress. Whereas the other side of the spectrum, the B2C website builders are more like Shopify, Squarespace, Wix, and these you can even tell by how they advertise. You see so much advertising for all of the Wix, the Squarespace, the Shopify, and they're advertising to people who are non-technical, who have never started a website before, and that are starting their first website. And that is where this is a great use case. These B2C website builders for the, are great for the solopreneur, somebody who's never has no experience with building a website, somebody who doesn't really want to learn too much about any technology and is not curious about it. These B2C website builders are probably the best option for you. Just for the fact that you go to the website, you go to shopify.com, create a website, and they do the whole thing for you. They do the hosting, all the services are through them, you just pay them a monthly fee and it is all there. That goes the same with Wix and same with Squarespace. The downside about these website builders is that they are not very customizable. When you get into the B2C ones, they're much easier. Yes, Shopify, I will say I absolutely love Shopify. I have used it to build e-commerce sites for customers in the past and it is it's incredibly easy. But the drawback with Shopify, just as the other ones, is it's not as customizable. As somebody who knows how to code and as somebody who likes to get a little deeper at the technology, I can't get I can't get too deep into these website builders and customize things. Whereas WordPress, the opportunities are endless. So that is kind of the use case for those. You can also see the, another main difference between these companies and WordPress is that WordPress is open source. What does that mean? Basically what that means is you're crowdsourcing the code. It's open. It's for everybody. You're crowdsourcing the code, meaning any developer in the world can work on it. All you have to do is pull the code to your local computer, you work on it, and you do what's called a pull request, which basically is sending the changes you made to somebody who's higher up on the project, and if the code is good, they will merge that with the main code base. So anybody can work on it. There's thousands of developers who have worked on WordPress, and there's no company who really owns WordPress. It's just its own living, breathing thing, essentially. And it has actually started like an industry of its own. Like nobody advertises for WordPress, whereas you see the Shopify's and the Wix's of the world advertise a lot. And that is because they are the B2C ones. They're advertising to customers. These are the companies you're paying them. You're paying Shopify when you make a Shopify site. When you make a WordPress site, there is no WordPress that you're paying. WordPress is open source. It's run by the WordPress Foundation, which is actually a nonprofit. So as you see, no one is advertising on behalf of WordPress, though it's more so people advertise amongst WordPress. So for an example, us at Convesio, we operate in the WordPress market right now. And so when we're advertising, we're advertising to other WordPress users. This is the same for all the tools that are built around WordPress. So this is probably why you do not hear it out uh, you do not hear it out in public as much. People aren't seeing commercials for WordPress, they're seeing commercials for Shopify. That's why it's being talked about more amongst the younger kids and I think when they go to when they go to Google and type something in to go build a website, they're probably going to build 
they're probably going to type in Wix or Shopify first because that's what they've heard. On top of that, the kind of con of WordPress versus the versus the B2C website builders is that the setup is a little bit more intensive. Because it's open source, you don't just go to WordPress.org and create a website and pay them and they host it for you. Everything is a bit more decoupled. So WordPress, as I said, it started kind of its own industry. So there's a hosting providers, there's services, there's all kinds of different things. So the setup is a little bit more intensive as it requires you to do more research on the front end of things. But once you get it set up, it's really just as simple as the regular Shopify or Squarespace. But the thing is, you can really customize it a lot more. If you are a more technical person or you have the ability to code or pay someone who can code, you can get in there and custom customize it a lot better. You can create custom plugins. You can find a plugin that does just about anything you need done and it doesn't require any coding. So this it can, it's still a, a fantastic option for somebody who has no experience coding or programming. It's a fantastic option for someone with not a lot of website development experience either. It's just the setup is a little bit more intensive, as I said. But you can figure anything out on Google. I tell you what, just go Google how to set up a WordPress site and you will pretty much find it out. <laughs> so there's kind of the quick pros and cons list. WordPress is much more customizable, much more scalable, meaning it can be more performant and do better under load just because you have more options in customizing things. Also, the possibilities with WordPress are pretty endless. You can do an e-commerce store. You can do websites. I've seen people even making social medias with WordPress. So the possibilities are endless. It is much more customizable. Even if you don't know how to code, you can still push it to its limits and get the and build really cool things, and that is why I love WordPress. The other tools, Shopify, Wix, Squarespace, these B2C website builders I've been talking about are still good. As I already said, I've used Shopify in the past many times for to create sites for customers. I personally would prefer WordPress just because I'm much more familiar with it, but it is so easy to set up and run a Shopify site. I totally would say to check it out if you want to run an e-commerce store and you're not planning on getting too serious with it. If, you're, if your one thing is to just sell one product or sell like merch or do just to sell things, Shopify is a good option if you just want it, if you want it to be a one-man show and do your thing. Whereas there is the ability to do e-commerce stores on WordPress and if you wanted to do an e-commerce store with a website and more features, like that would probably be a better a better use case for WordPress. So there you have it, folks. The B2C ones are simpler, easier to set up, but do not allow for much customization. Whereas WordPress as the B2B website builder is much more customizable and can be more performant as you can shop around for different options and customize things more in general. The drawback is that it is a little tougher to set up upfront. It does require some research if you're new to building websites. So that is the one drawback. Although speaking on that, I think that right now would be a great time to learn WordPress. So if you're somebody who's like on the fence and you're thinking about like, hey, what should I use to build a website? If you have time to learn, I would pick WordPress. I think it's a great, it's a great skill to have. Me personally, it makes me feel very confident because I, I feel like regardless of like what happens, if I lose my job, if I run out of some money or something, I can always just go whip up a few WordPress websites for people, like find a few clients and like, it's just a great skill to have. Everybody needs a website, all small businesses, big businesses, it doesn't matter. So 
I highly recommend like if you have time and want to learn a new skill, play around with with WordPress. It's a it's definitely a money making skill. I will tell you what. So on to the next thing here, which is my claim that I think WordPress is going to make make a lot more noise in the coming years amongst the younger generation entrepreneurs. Why do I think this? Well, there's a few key events coming up in the next 18 to 24 months that I really think is going to propel the WordPress space a lot further. And that is two very big WordPress companies, Automatic and WP Engine, are going public in the next 18 to 24 months. I guess, I'm not sure if it's confirmed, but it's being talked about a lot. They're doing the boardroom shuffle. It looks like they're getting ready to go public. Who knows how they'll go public, whether that be SPAC, IPO, or direct listing. It's all up in the air this year, as we saw in 2020. But why is this such a big deal? Companies go public all the time. Why does this matter? Well, actually, in the WordPress market, they don't. Automatic and WP Engine will be the first two big companies to go public in the WordPress market. So what does that mean for the market? Well, when we look back at this and we see, hey, this is something that's been around for 10 years. It's open source. The community is growing around it. There's been many companies started around it. And finally, there's two companies that IPO. That shows a lot of growth in this market. That shows that it's still young. And that's what's getting me really excited about this. Once these once Automatic and WP Engine go public, there will be lots, billions of dollars will be made for these companies. Lots of people will be winners. And as, ha- as usually happens with these things, billions of dollars will be funneled back down into the startups of the WordPress market. This is kind of how Silicon Valley became the powerhouse it has, for those of you who don't know, is that with all the concentration of tech companies, once somebody IPOs or goes public, People make billions of dollars. And then lots of people become new investors and they pump this money back down to the, the bottom of the food chain, which is all these startups. And then the process gets, starts over again. So, obviously, in the past, we were limited kind of by geography. So, lots of people ended up investing in the same area and there was a high concentration of tech and SF. Now it's more so just within the industry. So, when these two companies go public, it will just bring a lot more investors looking for other WordPress startups and they want to get a piece of the WordPress market pies. So Automatic is actually the company behind WordPress or I guess the founder of Automatic, Matt Mullenwag. He is the creator of WordPress and then he went on to start Automatic and they build plugins and tools for WordPress as well as do a lot of other services. I think they build custom sites and just They do a lot of things. Very cool company, very deep roots with WordPress. The other company that is going public is WP Engine. They are actually a managed WordPress hosting company, just like Convesio, which is the company that I work at. If you're wondering why I'd be so excited that a competitor is going public, uh, it's basically just because it puts a price on Convesio, the company I work at. It shows that the space is still growing and more investors will want to jump on the bus. So although a competitor, it is a good thing for many reasons. So these companies going public is kind of the first steps in making WordPress cool amongst younger entrepreneurs. Because like I just said, this will get investors jumping into the space again. So more and more people will be making startups around WordPress. And I I know the evolution of WordPress and what it's been over the last 10 years. And it 
it evolves quickly because it's open source, because there's so many people working on it. There are meaningful changes that happen to it over the years and it does get better. So I think we're going to see WordPress go from a tool strictly for building websites to building more web apps and like fully functioning things on the web. And I would even go as far as to say probably mobile apps or at least progressive web apps, something that you can download on a phone and still go to the website. And this trend of pushing WordPress and more WordPress startups popping up will will be showing up around the same time as another trend that we've been watching unfold. And that is the growth of the passion economy. The passion economy or the creator economy being those people taking the leap into entrepreneurship to start businesses around their passions, whether it be content or writing about their passions, whether it be cons- like whether it be consulting about things that they know, but just making that leap to entrepreneurship. And a lot of these people have very interesting backgrounds, but not all of them are technical. And so I think we're going to see a huge shift towards companies creating products that enable non-technical people to do technical things online. WordPress has been doing this for a long time. It is probably as I said, it's 40% of the web, so it is probably the top chosen tool for this kind of thing. And so with those two trends happening at the same time, there's definitely going to be people building tools that let creators leverage WordPress for more interesting things or more creative things, whether it be their own online communities. I foresee a good use case in the future of WordPress being f- being to let creators leverage WordPress to, use, to build online communities very quickly. I think that would be a very cool use case or web apps or just many things. And I think once one of these companies comes along and partners up with the right creator, somebody who resonates with the younger demo- with the younger demographic, I think that's when it'll pop off. As I as I said, WordPress doesn't have anybody advertising for it. Just wait till it gets some creators behind it that resonate with younger kids and they start to say like, hey, look what happens and look what I can build with WordPress. I don't know how to code, but I built this with WordPress. I think that's when we'll start to see a huge resurgence of this stuff. Like right now, it's kind of drop shipping, drop shipping, drop shipping. Like that's what everybody wants to talk about. I think I would say that within the next few years, we're going to see a shift towards people building more product type stuff with these no code or low code solutions like WordPress. And I think WordPress will still be a leader in this. So that's it, guys. That's my big claim. I really do think WordPress is going to come back. That's why if I were you, I would maybe take some time to learn it. So that's it, guys. That's my claim right there. I really do think WordPress is going to really pop off a young amongst the younger creators and entrepreneurs. Maybe I'll be leading the wave. Who knows? But it, but I definitely recommend if you are interested in designing websites and building websites for people, learn WordPress. I mean, it's such a good skill to have. As I said, anytime I'm worried about where am I going to make some money or do this, I can just go find somebody who needs a WordPress site and build a site. It's, it's a skill that will always pay the bills. So I highly recommend it. If you guys have any questions for me or anything else you want me to cover about WordPress, do not hesitate to reach out. Go ahead and message me on Instagram or Twitter. You can get my Instagram or Twitter on connorcahill.com. That's connorcahill.com. You better spell my name right. I'm not going to spell it out for you on here. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you have a fantastic day. Stay tuned for the next podcast. should be coming out later this week. And bye-bye.